If you're a pet photographer who currently works with or would like to work with pet businesses, then you've likely already realized that everything you already know about working with your private clients really isn't applicable when you move to the B2B space. Throw into the mix that most of the commercial photography education out there doesn't apply when you're dealing with small, local, boutique pet businesses, and you've probably found yourself totally lost about how to best serve these clients. We're talking your local groomer, doggy daycare, pet bakery, all the businesses who could potentially bring in a fantastic new income stream for you if only you knew how to serve them best. So that's why we invited personal branding photographer Meg McMillan of Meg Marie Photography onto the show today. Meg is absolutely killing it in the world of small business and personal branding. And today she's sharing how you can take that same approach and apply it to your pet photography business. It's a really excellent episode, one that I'm sure you're going to enjoy. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club with your hosts, Caitlin and Kirsty. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick-arse business strategies. Now on to the show. I originally did everything like a lot of photographers. I think we do. I did weddings and I did families and newborns and thought I was only going to be a wedding photographer until my best friend asked me to take some photos for her business. And I'm like, sure. I didn't even know, I'd never even heard of brand photography at that point, (laughs) but I met her downtown. We went to a few places. We got photos for her business and it was a lot of fun. I was like, wow, this is really, really fun. Just working with one person one-on-one and really kind of just capturing branding photos for her and her business. And then from that single photo shoot, I started getting so many referrals and people coming to me who needed photos for their business. And her business really blew up too, just because she was able to really brand herself in a new way and put herself out in a whole new way where she really shined. And you could tell she was just so much more confident now that she had photos that she loved in selling herself and selling her business. So that's how it started. And it just kind of snowballed from there. I started getting a lot of referrals. And now that's all I offer full time is branding photography for business owners and just people looking to build their personal brand. Sorry, (laughs) Meg, let's just dive into that um, a little bit more. So just for the listener who might be like you a few years ago, hasn't heard of personal branding, maybe we could just discuss uh, briefly the differences, like what differentiates personal branding from, say, headshots, commercial, or, or even influencer shoots, I suppose. Yeah, I love that you know all those genres because they are all so different. I think in the photography world, a lot of us have heard of commercial photography, and that's kind of what branding got lumped into. Um, And commercial photography is similar because you are working B2B, business owner to business owner, and you're really capturing photos for their website and their branding and marketing. Um, But usually commercial brands are more like product-based businesses or bigger brands like Nike um, or... I don't know, your favorite, um, you know, coffee brand as I'm drinking coffee. Um, But with personal branding, I really look at it as a whole different world than commercial branding because you're working one-on-one with business owners. You know, usually it's a solo business owner. Maybe they're a partnership or just a really small team under, you know, a dozen people are really... um, 
more personal branding where you're trying to bring, you're trying to really humanize the brand and bring that person to life on camera in a way that's going to connect with their ideal clients and really help them stand out and just build that no like trust factor with their audience. So it's just a little different than like working with a bigger commercial brand because it's, it's more you one-on-one with the owner of the business, um, the person behind the, you know, the brand itself. Yeah. And then influencers, let me touch on that because you mentioned influencers. That's kind of similar to personal branding because you're usually working one-on-one with people. But I'd say the business part of it is a little different, how they're going to pay you and how you're going to get paid. And I don't specialize as much with influencers um, because a lot of times influencers are a little similar to like bloggers where they want to get content like weekly or every other week, just like one or two outfits at a time. And they're going to, they're going to need a little more frequent photo shoots and less images per shoot. Whereas like my personal brand clients, we usually do like a photo shoot every six months or every year to get new fresh content. And I give them like probably about a hundred images per shoot and they're doing like six to 12 different outfits and looks. So they're kind of like stocking up on a lot of content at once. Cause usually business owners, personal brand clients are pretty busy. And so they're not going to be wanting to do a photo shoot like every month. Right. Right. So with a personal brand client, rather than having, I don't know, were you having influences on like a subscription retainer type thing, whereas a personal brand client would just be an annual session? Like how did that, how does that sort of work out for you? Yeah, actually I've tried it all and um, there's a lot of different ways to do it. There was a point where I did have actually 15 clients on a subscription-based package that was like a quarterly, yeah, like either um, two shoots per year or four shoots per year. And I've tried that and it works really well with personal branding and business owners because they do need content frequently. For me, because my photo shoots, I prefer to do longer photo shoots, um, which people think I'm crazy for, but my photo shoots are like six to eight hours long (laughs) and we go to four locations. And because like I'm really specialized in getting the client a lot of photos and a lot of different content on one day, they don't need shoots every quarter. So for me, what's kind of been the sweet spot is just doing like one to two shoots a year with my clients. So at this point, I'm just selling more a half day session, which is three hours or a full day session. Um, But the subscription model also can work. I, I will say that both have worked, you know, with clients. So it's just kind of what you prefer. So Meg, you've gone with or gone away from the subscription because you just purely because you prefer to do a full day, very long day by the sounds of shooting per client because it works better for you. And also you found that that works for the client. Yes, exactly. That's part of it. And also part of it is I am now a mom and (laughs) I'm taking on a lot less clients. Um, So I'm just more selective. I actually like plan to offer subscription only to past clients and make it a little bit more of like an exclusive thing rather than in the past, I did a big launch and I got a lot of clients at once on a subscription, but then part of what I ran into, and this will be really helpful for your audience to know is (laughs) 
one was the fact that I was giving too many photos away for that client to do, you know, a photo shoot every three months. They weren't needing photos every three months because they were still using the photos from our last shoot. So you really need to be careful with balancing, you know, how many you're actually including. If you are going to do like a quarterly subscription model, um, I would recommend just including 25 to 50 images. Because if you're including 100 every three months, they're just not going to use that many. Um, and that's where you run into trouble because then my clients were like, well, I'm not really ready for my next shoot yet, Meg. And then by the time we were like using all their shoots up, my pricing had also increased like three, four times. So I was like still doing shoots for, a, you know, that original subscription price, um, even though my pricing had increased. So couple tips for your audience is I would really test the waters if you're thinking about subscription by making sure you're not including too many in there. And then maybe starting with like a subscription model that's like two to three shoots a year rather than every quarter. Because a quarter goes by real quick, right? In the business world, like three months just flies by and you're like, what? It's time for a photo shoot again, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it, but we do our seasons for the podcasting quarters and I'm always like, oh my gosh, it's the season finale again. Um, okay. A lot to unpack there. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking um, pet photography wise, of course. Uh, so I love the subscription. Subs- it's early in the morning here. <laughs> I love the subscription model idea mm-hmm. uh, if it works with you know your own personal lifestyle and how you're building your photography business because I also totally understand that uh it would be a more time consuming way to go about it but the idea of having a quarterly shoot Mm -hmm. you're offering 25 to 50 images so you're essentially helping them build a library for their businesses it's reminding me listeners if you uh go back all the way back to season four in episode one, we did an interview with Sarah McGraw and she is one of the only other photographers I think that we've talked to who do this sort of working on retainer to build a library for the business. Um, So it's a completely different approach and it's really, really interesting. So for example, um, we could be offering this to someone like a vet clinic I guess that a bigger vet clinic um so we're coming in and doing a shoot so then they have stuff for their social media because they're usually really busy and they can't capture that sort of thing blah 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 is that sort of how you would sell it to them Yes. Um, So actually, for your audience, all you pet photographers out there, by the way, I love dogs. I'm such a dog person. I just don't have one right now because my mom stole my dog. That's a long story for another day. (laughs) She was like watching him temporarily and basically he lives with her now. So anyways, um, uh, so for your, yeah, for the pet photographers, I mean, this would be great because especially if, I mean, for the business owners, you know, veterinarians or pet store owners or people that do like dog washing, um, those little cute wash stations for pets. Um, so many different business owners in the pet industry could use this. And I think it'd be great because especially if you want to tie some actual pets into the photos and animals, 
I'm sure their attention span is not super long, right? So (laughs) what I was saying earlier with the reason I changed my strategy um, is because I prefer doing those long six to eight hour shoots and it's working with my schedule now as a mom because I only have to do be gone one day a week. But if you were doing it, I would do, um, if I were doing it again and if you're, if your audience wants to offer it, I would do like a two to three hour shoot once a quarter. So a shorter one, um, where you can capture confidently, you know, 25 to 50 different images for their social media. And the reason quarterly and these subscription models can work really great. And it worked great for me when I did it, um, as far as booking clients goes, because, the way I would sell it, part of like what really helps to sell it is one, you know, it is, it's a little more of a luxury for them to have the same photographer working with the same photographer who really gets to know their brand and business. And that would be step one is you'd want to kind of have like a one to two hour meeting to kind of go over initially, what is their brand? You know, what are, what is the message they are trying to get across? Who are their ideal clients? What is the look and feel of their brand? Um, And kind of really understand their brand and vision and how you can bring that to life. And you can kind of help on that session, create a key shot list and talk about maybe one to two locations that you'd use to take the photos and just helping them sit down and plan all that out as the kind of creative visionary. The photographer is huge service. You can talk about of, you know, how, what you offer and how you're different. And, um, then, Another thing that's really nice about subscription is they don't have to pay you all at once. So the way I would use to sell it is um, they would do a down payment, say $1,200 a month, and then they'd have 11 monthly payments of $350 or something like that. And that would cover the two full day shoots. And it would just be on an auto payment um, monthly um subscription. I use HoneyBook. I'm sure you, you know, I know you guys talk about different CRMs and different systems, but whatever your CRM is, you can set it so that monthly payments come out and they don't have to, um, think about having to go in and pay the invoice. And it just makes everything so much easier because they just sign up with you once. And then it's a lower monthly payment for them to kind of book you quarterly. And then perks of that include like, you know, they can, kind of grab the dates they want ahead of time. They can get in your schedule earlier, you know, throughout the year and tell you like, I want to do my shoot in February and August and September. Can I like grab a spot on those months? So that's one huge benefit of doing it is they get to kind of um, book you out first, right? Does that make sense? (laughs) Mm-hmm. So priority booking, I suppose. Yes, isn't thank it? you. That's, that's exactly what I call it. Too. I'm like, I can't think right now. My brain is, is like, is I have mom brain right now. But like, no, but, um, totally, totally that's exactly sense. how I would sell it to them. Is and that's what I had put on my pricing guide for these is priority booking. That's like one perk you get priority booking. You know, because I do fill up and book out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And I can see like at different times of year that that would be really beneficial. Like I'm thinking, um, you know, in some industries, they're going to be super busy depending on the season or like most industries are going to be busy around Christmas time. Or if you're a dog boarding kennel, for example, or a sitter, you're going to be packed during every um every like holiday or long weekend. And so you definitely don't want to be booking for them. So it totally makes sense that, I mean, businesses are going to want priority depending on, on their busy schedule and, um, 
and what they want photos of as well because maybe they want something that that incorporates with a certain type of time of year as well Um, oh yeah that's like a great way to sell it like you get you know my best summer spots where you know we can do we can utilize more outdoor sessions and um, so yeah, like priority booking is one perk, you know, sitting, having a planning session with them to really go over their brand and vision. That's another service perk that you could even do like over zoom or something. Um, and then one more that came to mind, I did always offer a little discount. So on my pricing, I might say, you know, it is $7,000 to work with me for three full day shoots. But if you become a famous all year client, that's what I had called my subscription at the time, famous all year, then you save $1,000 total by committing upfront to working together for three shoots. And then um, I would give, you know, incorporate that discount. And you don't have to do that, but it's definitely, it definitely gives them incentive to be like, I know I'm going to want to work with you long term. And so let's just book this. It's easy monthly, low monthly payments. And I save some money by just, you know, committing up front. So that that's kind of how I would sell it. Mm-hmm. So on the money point, Meg, um, mm-hmm. what do you do? And this isn't just for uh, retainer clients. This would be for any of your personal branding clients, I imagine. What do you do with like rights and licensing and all of this kind of thing? Because I'm imagining like I work with a dog trainer and they want photos with their current client's dogs. And so then it's like you give the images to the dog trainer of – somebody else's dog and then do they get to like gift those images to the dog owner do you get the opportunity to sell them as well and double up like what happens with all this I imagine you would have that with like real estate and then it's somebody else's house is that correct yeah yeah that's a great question it comes up excuse me so much and this is what I tell photographers is this is your business so you get to decide right there's not like a one one right answer for this. I I can tell you what I do. Um, and I know commercial and brand photographers who would agree and disagree with me, but what I love to do is, you know, in my, it's all about your client agreement, right. And having a really strong client agreement, um, contract and having everything lined out in there and just being really upfront about everything. So for me and my personal brand clients, I actually include you know, the co- the commercial rights to them. So they can use the photos for whatever they want to build their business. Um, and in my contract, I can also use it for my marketing. So it's like the, I believe, don't quote me on this because I'm really bad with legal terms, but I believe it's called like a joint copyright, right? Like, I mean, we always own the images as the photographer, but then our clients also get to own the images because this is something, you know, they're going to want to use them in, a million different places to grow their brand and for their marketing. So you want your client to be able to use the images for whatever they need. And then in terms of sharing it with other vendors or people involved in the photo shoot, for me personally, in my client agreement, I actually say that other vendors and people involved in the photo shoot also have the right to use the images as well. And that's something that's outlined in my agreement with my clients because I really believe over, I believe in collaboration over like competition and really in the branding industry, 
personal branding. Like I said, I don't work with like huge commercial commercial brands and this might be different if you do, but with my personal branding clients, they're business owners and we all kind of want to support each other. So, you know, if my clients got their makeup done by a vendor, I want the, the vendor to be able to use those images of the client for her portfolio, the makeup artist. And, and you're in the case of, you know, what you mentioned, um, with like the owner of the pet, why not allow the owner of the pet to also have, you know, the photos of their animal to, you know, share and keep if they're allowing you to use their pet in the images. Um, so I really, I don't know if I feel like I'm going on a a, a, a tangent, like I do a lot, but (laughs) (laughs) I think, um, as for me, as long as uh-huh. the subscriptions were priced appropriately, that it didn't feel like I had to make up that extra income by trying to sell it to the pet owners as well, then I think it maybe sits a little easier for the client, the, the, the business that I'm working with, um, that I wouldn't be, I don't know, double dipping and that we can be gifting the people who are involved in the shoots, the images as a, like, thanks for getting involved, that kind of thing, um, yes. rather than having to pay pet models as well. So that's sort of something to keep in mind. Again, everyone can, you know, do whatever works for your business, obviously, as Meg is saying. But I think that's how I would handle it. What do you think, Kirst? Well, I find it actually interesting. Like, I think it's very important to understand your client, as um, Meg, you've mentioned, you know, really um, sitting down, doing your pre-shoot consultation and everything. I imagine you have a very good understanding of your client and their needs. But I I just thought of this when you mentioned the makeup artist. Like, I feel like, okay, the client has paid the makeup artist and then also the makeup artist is getting free photos. I mean, I would feel miffed if I was the client. Like, I just paid that makeup artist like $150 and I'm paying for the photo shoot, like three grand. And then she gets to get the photos too. Like, it seems like unfair on the client almost. Yeah, that's a totally different. Uh, well, I think it would just be worth having a conversation with the client. Yes, and saying, exactly. Hey, we can offer, especially because the, the makeup situation would be more like if we hadn't paid the makeup artist and we were paying her in images in what we're talking about here. This is not paying the the clients, the clients' clients' dogs to come on board. We're not paying them to come on board. So therefore let's gift them images to, as a thank you. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there's different ways to go about it. I'll tell you where the value is for me in sharing the images with like, for instance, the makeup artists or even the locations that we use, which by the way, I do send location releases because you need that in the commercial um, and branding world. If you're using, you know, say a hotel or restaurant, but if a location, and I have done partnerships like this, if a location wants to allow my client or will allow us to shoot there in a beautiful space um, and not have to pay a rental fee. Sometimes they do charge that, but if they're okay with in exchange getting a few images, five to 10 images for their social media 
to me, that's so worth it because the client is allowing, you know, getting a beautiful location for their photos that otherwise they wouldn't be allowed to shoot at. Um, So that's one example. And then the makeup artist with that, where the value is for me is I didn't mention this, but in the agreement, when I do tell the clients to, um, that I will be sharing these with vendors, the vendors have to tag my brand and the client's brand. And so that's part of where the value comes in because if they are going to share a photo and say, you know, here's a, a photo from a client session um, that I did, you know, Amanda's makeup for her marketing business. You can check her out here. And, you know, photos by Meg Marie Photo. For me, that's actually free marketing and PR when they're tagging my brand. And I do the same for them as the makeup artist when I share the photos. And then the second piece of it is I actually include hair and makeup in one of my um, offers. And even if I don't, I always recommend, you know, the client always asks you as the expert, who do you recommend for hair and makeup? And so I just want to have like a really solid team because they are a reflection of my um, brand. And if I'm going to recommend hair and makeup, like I just want them to take care of my clients. And if, you know, giving them like some bonus photos is kind of like a thank you, then I don't know. It's worth it to me. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. No, I totally see um, why you do it. Like from the photographer point of view, it's mm-hmm. definitely a pro. I just wondered if you ever came up against a client saying, hang on a minute, I'm, I'm paying no, for that makeup artist. Never, never. Okay, I've never cool. had a what client say that. Pitch it, I think. <laughs> yeah, and I think we, you know, I think we do worry about this as photographers, like asking our clients to tag us in the images or, you know, allowing other you know, the makeup artist to use the photos or the other vendor you worked with. But here's the thing is like, I think it's all about how you go about it and your energy and like who you choose to really work with and collaborate with. I mean, mm-hmm. is, is a huge part of it because most of the time my clients feel really special when I'm sharing their images and tagging them. And like the makeup artists and other people are also excited to share the images. Like they don't feel like, Hey, wait, like those are my photos. You know, and I think it's mm-hmm. because they're business owners. It's different if it's like, if it's, if it's like my wedding photos <laughs> and like people, someone else is using my wedding mm-hmm. photos, but like, this is my business. Like I want people to know my business and I want to put my business out there. So, um, yeah. So to the client, it's almost like free promotion or additional mm-hmm. promotion, I suppose. See, it's interesting. Like I was thinking the opposite of what you just said. I was thinking like as a wedding client, I wouldn't mind because I'm paying like it's a private thing I'm paying for, but for a business it's like, Hey, this was my big business expense. And then it should be your business expense too. Probably I'm petty. I'm realizing. You know what, what I would say if business owners do come at, come like have that kind of energy, I would remind them like, Hey, you know, I do require them to tag your business as well and your brand in the photos when they share. So I don't know, in my experience, that's how I've really been able to grow my social media and my own business and kind of my own brand recognition in my area is from all the different tags on social media and everybody sharing, you know, the photos with each other. Mm -hmm. No, I think it's brilliant. I mean, I love the way that you're doing it. I'm just looking at the, I'm playing devil's advocate, I guess. I know, I love it. No, I love, I love debates like this. (laughs) And also because I, I've also been thinking what would be a really cool, um, 
session option is a collaboration shoot. So if you do like um, two businesses that work together, then they like split the cost and it's a little bit more because you provide a few more images and it Mm -hmm. makes it a bit more accessible to like, you know, your florist and your hairdresser, for example, collaborating together rather than like the hairdresser paying for it all and paying the florist and then the florist gets to use the photos too, um, for example. But anyway, now I'm just brainstorming and I'm hijacking your podcast or your own. (laughs) (laughs) I love that idea, especially for your industry, you know, because you can bring different um, businesses together who work with pets. And yeah, I'm always okay with a couple people splitting the session. And I've had, you know, two realtors split a session before who are friends, or I've had like, just a couple business owners splitting a session, as long as like their branding is similar and the locations that we would use make sense for both brands. Well, I think that is a really good place for us to wrap up for this first half of the interview. Now, listeners, we will have, as always, all the links and everything to Meg's website in the show notes, which is the petphotographersclub.com forward slash podcast forward slash 1005 because we're season 10 episode 5. Now Meg has specific resources for branding photography which I really recommend you dive into. I think if you just head over to the website you've got that photographer's link up the top there Um, but if you're interested in adding this sort of new different stream to your business which I just started doing last year and can highly recommend um, just to have something a little bit different going on rather than always working with private clients or big commercial shoots. Anyway, if you're interested in all of that, definitely dive into Meg's website. Her actual Meg Marie photo website is really, really inspirational, but the photographer's template, uh, photographer's resources are great too. So we will have a link to all of those in there. Now we are going to continue this conversation in the extended episode for members in the member zone. So if you are a member, you can head over there and keep on listening. I think we need to definitely chat more about how social media has grown your business, Meg, um, because you mentioned already that, you know, tagging and that sort of thing has been really beneficial. And I kind of want to pick your brains there. Uh, if you're not a member yet, you can join the club. It's only $10 a month. It goes a long way to help support Kirsty and I to create this free podcast. And you can join us at the petphotographersclub.com join. Thanks for listening to the Pet Photographers Club. To subscribe to the podcast, check out other episodes, and keep up to date, head to thepetphotographersclub.com.